0: soul grows up Hello, uh, here in Southern California, we've gotten into the fall season. It's a little chilly, and it's a it's a good time for uh, a sweater or a coat. Um, I don't know what it's like where you're at, but the one thing I do know is that God is both here and there with you. Today, as we look at the Psalm 106, we're going to continue looking at how Israel responded to God's hand, how he, uh, when God worked, how did they respond? What did they do? Did they even see the things that God was doing? You remember last time we were together, I talked to you about the idea of you were saved to reach someone. You were saved for the sake of someone, like the Apostle Paul was saved so that those Gentiles could hear the good news. And we saw in here that the children of Israel, God saved them so as a testimony to those around of God's goodness. So today as we look and see where it is that God is going to take us, I pray that he will open your heart and mind and you will truly just say, God, what is it you're going to guide me into? The challenge is going to be, are you willing to do that? Or do you look for other things that you can substitute and be your guide in your life? Is your job that guide? Are your friends those guides? Is it a family member who is your guide rather than the Lord Jesus Christ, rather than God Almighty? Where's our substitutes today? And we want to look and see how did Israel uh, substitute for God, the one who loved them. We'll see what living life will do.
1: Psalm chapter 106 verses thirteen through thirty three. But they soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his plan to unfold. In the desert they gave in to their craving, in the wilderness they put God to the test. So he gave them what they asked for, but sent a wasting disease among them. In the camp they grew envious of Moses and of Aaron, who was consecrated to the Lord. The earth opened up and swallowed Dathan. It buried the company of Abiram. Fire blazed among their followers. A flame consumed the wicked. At Horeb, they made a calf and worshipped an idol cast from metal. They exchanged their glorious god for an image of a bull, which eats grass. They forgot the god who saved them, who had done great things in Egypt, miracles in the land of Ham, and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. So he said he would destroy them, Had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to keep his wrath from destroying them? Then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe his promise. They grumbled in their tents and did not obey the Lord. So he swore to them with uplifted hand that he would make them fall in the wilderness, make their descendants fall among the nations, and scatter them throughout the lands." They yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices offered to lifeless gods. They arose the Lord's anger by their wicked deeds, and a plague broke out among them. But Phineas stood up and intervened, and the plague was checked. This was credited to him as righteousness for endless generations to come. By the waters of Mirabah, they angered the Lord, and trouble came to Moses because of them for they rebelled against the Spirit of God, and rash words came from Moses' lips.
0: You know, there are certain words in the Bible that I just really love because the the message that's going to come is really, uh, it springboards off of these particular words. And our passage today begins with one of those favorite words, but, but they soon forgot what he, God, had done, and did not wait for his plan to unfold. Oh, how typical. Oh, and and I'm not meaning just for the Israelites. I don't mean just for the nation of Israel coming out of Egypt, and, and, and I'm not just saying for them, oh, how typical. No, I'm talking about me, and I'm talking about you, too. What is it we sometimes forget that God has done? What is we, and sometimes, some places, that we get on ahead of God, that we don't wait for him. You know, you've, well, when I was growing up, there was a term that was very familiar, and it was the term, uh, a backslider, someone who was going with the Lord for a ways, and then they backslid. They kind of fell out of that relationship. Now, a few years ago, there was another term that came about that, there are those people that aren't backsliders, they're front sliders. They're the ones that get on ahead of God. They say, "God, I'm going here. Come on. Come, come on, God, let's let's go here." Rather than waiting for God's plan. And that's what it seemed like the Israelites here were doing. They they forgot what he had done for them, and it says, "and did not wait for his plan to unfold." Here in America, a few years back, there was a certain burger chain that said, uh, you can have it your way, and you can have it at your time, you know, when, when you're ready for it. Well, not always are the things that God is doing limited to my agenda or my schedule. There are times that God's plans need to work out. A young friend of mine is, being asked by family members, when are they going to get married? You know, come on, r- hurry up, get married. And it's so interesting that the willingness of my friend to just wait on the Lord, knowing that God is doing a work in the person that may be their spouse's life, and God's maybe doing work in their life. And so to realize that the family who is so anxious no, we we need to wait for God's plan to let it unfold and trust Him. You know, one thing I, I've always known and am aware of, that God knows exactly what's best for me, and He in His time will provide that. And that's what I encourage my friend to consider that God knows and He'll do it in His time. It goes on here down in verse twenty, um, it says, They exchanged their glorious God for an image of a bull which eats grass. You remember when in the time that uh, uh, Moses was up on the mountainside and all of a sudden uh, his uh, Aaron uh, made a golden calf for the Israelites and they worshiped and they danced and they partied around this golden calf. What a substitute for the glorious God who had led them out of Egypt, parted the Red Sea, provided for them manna, gave them water in the desert. And here's a, a, oh, God, that God isn't good enough. We need more, so we're going to substitute. And they were kind of looking around the nations, the, the, the civilizations around them, and they all had gods golden gods that they could bow down and worship and so they were being influenced by those that they were um, had lived with in Egypt those that they were going to later now what my question to myself is what do I substitute for God where do I go when trouble comes you know when, when I'm at the end of my rope hanging on like that cat may I just you know hang in there baby where do I go for my comfort? Where do I go for answers to solutions? The same way I'm going to ask you, who do you substitute for God? Is there the things that seem so right to you because of the friends in the culture, the, the media, the TV, movies? They, they look and they uh, follow certain uh, icons those uh, things that they virtually worship they can be a celebrity or they can be a certain group of people and so they substitute this for God I challenge you to examine your life for a little while and for a minute just ask what is it God's wants from me am I willing am I going to follow him am I gonna say Lord Your will. I'm going to follow your will. I'm going to go your direction. That's what God wants for us. The very best that we have need of. And he can provide it. I'd encourage you. Don't put a substitute in the way of it. We're told in uh, later verses here, verse 24, it says, Then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe his, God's promises. I need to hold on to the promises God has made me, never to leave me nor forsake me, to provide all of my needs. And in that way, I would truly find um, a satisfaction in life. So many people today will substitute scientific uh, methodology, scientism as a religion that they trust in more than a faith in a God. Today, those substitutes that people are making, they're going to harm them. They're going to lead them down a, a, a bad path. And so I encourage you today to be ready to encourage people and know that the miraculous God who led the Israelites out of Egypt is also at work in our lives today. He's there for us and he can comfort us and he can help answer the problems we have. Let's pray. Lord God, as we live life together, as we are struggling and challenged, the journey we're on, Lord, may we continually, may we continually seek you. Lord, may we not be drawn away by the popular thoughts of the day, May we continue to walk with you through your word. May we find our relationship of guided, guided in life by you. May we never, ever get ahead of you. May we never go further than you want us to do. May we be willing to wait upon you, Lord, and truly just see your hand at work in our lives. Lord, we thank you for all your blessings to us, for your goodness in a multitude of ways, Father, guide us this day in your precious name. Amen. For a single soul,